Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans, welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome to the round 15 preview, going through all eight games of the round. So we'll get right into it today guys. The first game up, it's the Brisbane Broncos hosting the South Sydney Rabbitohs from Suncorp Stadium. For the Broncos, a few changes. Xavier Coates has been named. Uh, he will need to pass a fitness test uh, on Wednesday to confirm his place in the team. He had a hamstring injury. Tessie New has been confirmed as the new fullback. So Kamako Hunt gets another crack at 5'8", with Albert Kelly still out with his hamstring injury. Tom Flegler, Flegler regains the 13 jersey. John Asiata moves back to the bench. And Keenan Palacia replaces Corey Pace on the interchange bench. For the Rabbitohs, Dane Gagai and Jai Arrow are cleared for a return after being rested last week. Damian Cook and Ken Murray have also been named to back up. Uh, Benji Marshall has been uh, dropped out of the squad altogether uh, for family reasons. Uh, last week's debutant Peter Marmolozova, uh, he's been listed uh, amongst the interchange. Uh, he's been dropped, sorry, uh, to the to the extent of reserves. Jacob Host, Hamley Sele, and Braden Burns all go back to the interchange bench, with Jaden Sewell also dropping back to the reserves. An interesting one here. Uh, two teams are going in very different um, directions. You have the Broncos, who were towered up last week in Canberra. Again, they start the game pretty close, but they do fade very fast. Comical Hunt in the sixth jersey didn't really offer what was required. Just not really, you know, it's and it's understandable. Nine plus years since his last NRL game. The new speed, the new rules, you know, it's a different game than Comical once played. So interesting to see how it goes in game two. Tyson Gamble really needs to step up. And I think Jake Turpin from Dummy Half as well. Onto the Rabbit side, again, a team going in a different direction. They are starting to play their great, some best footy. Do get all their origin stars back. So gay guy coming back in will help in the outside backs. Cook, Arrow, and Murray in the front row will obviously solidify that. Definitely think this is going to be a game one through the middle. I think the Rabbitohs forwards will try and, you know, muscle up and get those first four tackles off to a nice start. And you'll obviously have the sweeping plays of Latrell, Cody Walker, and Adam Reynolds uh, with Demi Cook diving through the middle of the ruck. Got me interested to see here, I think, a couple of storylines to quickly look out for here. I think th- this Broncos forward pack, you know, for all the times that we touted it in the offseason last season, you know, a lot of young uh, young bulls in that forward pack, you know. A lot of guys haven't really nailed down a spot. Alex Glenn, obviously, being the one veteran who will not be there next season. But a guy like Matt Lodge, Tom Flegler, guys who, you know, by this stage, I think the Broncos would have expected a little bit more in development-wise. So they're still there, but I think they're going to have a real big... Um, fight on their hands to retain their jerseys, especially coming into next season. On the bench, you look at a couple of guys there, Hetherington, Palacia and Rabati, all guys that are chomping on the bit, similar to a young Dave Taylor, a young Pengai Jr. So I think it'll be interesting to watch there, I think, especially in this matchup where you have the likes of Mark Nichols, Totola, Kula Matangi. You know, some guys, good footballers, but obviously not the best of the best. So Brisbane, if they're really going to aim up here, it's a chance to do it here. One more note on the game, especially from the south side. I think uh, we've had a couple of quiet Adam Reynolds games in a row, just doing his thing. But I think this is the game we really kind of see Adam step up here. Cody Walker and Latrell should have big games. I think Adam Reynolds, you know, we haven't really seen him take the line on much this season. I think there might be a couple of little darts, uh, you know, sniffing around, you know, that maybe 30-minute mark, 60-minute marks. When the the forwards are getting tired, he can kind of swing out a little bit to the second rows and try and pick his spots there. So a prediction on this one. The Rabbits pretty comfortably, in my view, 34 to 10. Uh, I think, you know, top top super coach score, the guy who will kind of really dominate, I think it will be Latrell. 
uh, coming around on those sweet plays, like I said, and, you know, he will be sniffing around the ruck, especially if some of those Broncos tires are forward. A flop in this game, who do I think will probably have to struggle and, you know, where we think he's going to do well? I could definitely see a Tyson Gamble. Uh, you know, we'll have a lot to a lot to do for the Broncos, a lot to shoulder, but, you know, it might be a little bit too much. So I think pretty comfortable in this one. The Rabbits should get the job done uh, for Wayne Bennett, who will be coaching his uh, 200th game at Suncorp Stadium. So something a little bit for the Broncos, the Rabbits to, um, to achieve there. Moving on to the second game of the round from Queensland Country Bank Stadium. It's North Queensland Cowboys hosting the Cronulla Sharks. For the Cowboys, uh, Kyle Felt is back, so he should retain his place there on the wing. Mitch Dunn is also back from suspension, so that moves Cohen Hess into the front row, Tom Gilbert to the interchange bench, and Peter Holler to the extenders. For the Sharks, Sione Katoa and Braden Hamlin Ueli have been listed amongst the reserves. Unlikely to make the trip up to Townsville, but good to see that they're close to be making a return. Wade Graham has not been named after suffering his fourth concussion, so they are going on a very extra cautious approach due to his recent history with the head knocks. So that moves uh, Talakai into the starting into the starting second row spot, and T. Wilton will move onto the interchange bench. This is an interesting one, similar to Cowboys mainly last week. You know, a couple of people thought it could go either way. Cowboys were really disappointing. They got out to that early lead, but really faded hard. A lot of been made of Todd Payton's uh, interchange rotation, having the likes of a Jordan McLean and Jason Tomola off at the same time. Interesting to see if he kind of does these rotations a little bit differently this week. Uh, but the Sharkies, they're playing some great footy. You know, they're getting troops on deck. They're only missing those two, and they're back now. Obviously, Wade Graham's a huge loss, but we did see what Talakai did last year. We did get the start on the edge. He is one of those bull-wrecking players, so... Expect a lot of traffic down the Tom Dearden direction uh, with Talakai trying to just consistently run over him. I do think it will be close. I don't think we would blow out like last week, but I do expect uh, the Sharkies to get the win here. Uh, you know, 50-50 game, sometimes you just want to pick the home team, but in this one here, I definitely can see, uh, you know, Sean Johnson and Matt Moylan really dictating terms here. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle of the halves. You know, again, Scott Drinkwater and Tom Dearden, they're brand new. They're still gelling. You know, Tom Dearden coming from a, from a club that attacks very differently from the Broncos to the Cowboys, also playing a lot of games in reserve grade. Uh, so it hasn't really been up to the NRL quality uh, since the start of the season. So it all works against him. You know, Val Holmes was there last week, but obviously he was pretty compromised after Origin, had a huge game in Origin. So to back up there was pretty hard for him. So you just kind of look all over the park at the little battles, you know, even at the hooker, you know, Reese Robson's a good player, but Blake Braley's playing some very nice footy. So all over the park, I just think matchups line up towards the Sharkies. A uh, bit of a scoreline here. I do think the Sharks will win 28 to 20. Still think the Cowboys will score. Scott Drinkwater and Val Holmes are great attacking players. They can get the job done and score some points. But I think, like I said, Sean Johnson, Matt Moylan, especially Will Kennedy, who I will pencil in as the top super coach scorer of this round for the Sharks. I think Will Kennedy's going to have hands all over this one. Very nice ball player, you know, on those sweet plays, but even around the middle of the ruck can really loom up in support well. So, Definitely think it'll be a big Will Kennedy game. In terms of a flopper, who's going to try and, you know, do too much and not score that well? Look, I can see Jason Tomalolo uh, really struggling in this one. Like I said, the forward pack for the Sharkies, you know, they've got a Nakora, a Talakai, a Rudolph, and then in the middle, Tolman and Woods. I think they can really neutralise him. I'll go for a Tomalolo under 40, uh, just because, like I said, I think, you know, if Todd Payton's now back to managing minutes, plus you've got an equally good forward pack kind of, to negate him, I think it might be a bit of a struggle there for Jason Tomwell. So 28-20 Sharks in that one.
move on to the next game of the round. It's the blockbuster of the round from Friday at Bluebet Stadium as the Penrith Panthers hosting the Sydney Roosters. For the Panthers, the Origin contingent are back. So Nathan Cleary is back. He's expected to play. Isaiah Yo, Kurt Capewell, and Liam Martin are all back. So they replace uh, Viliama Kikau, who is out with a hamstring injury. Scott Torrance, moves back to the bench, and Jamin Hookgood is back uh, into the reserves. Uh, the Panthers have won three of their last four against the Roosters. That's an interesting trend there. For the Roosters, Sam Walker has been named. He did get that injection for his shoulder last week, but he's uh, been named to play. Sam Verrill's also been listed to make a return from his uh, detached red net eye injury. So he'll be on the dummy half. Uh, he'll be in the dummy half bench rotation, replacing Ben Marshke. Billy Smith, the uh, the Great Britain international who did sign last year, missed all of last year with an ACL injury and had a shoulder injury to start this season. He's been listed amongst the reserves. So probably will play reserve grade, but will be a nice piece to get back for Trent Robinson and the team there. This is an absolute blockbuster. You know, recent form and obviously the Panthers being the Panthers in the last few years says that this should be a pretty comfortable Panthers win, but it's not going to surprise me one little bit of this turns into Panthers versus Melbourne earlier in the season where the Roosters will have a chance at the end of the game. I think it all does rest on James Tedesco. He has been named. He did have that hip pointer issue last week. If he does get pulled, you would expect the same shift as last week. So that'll be Manu back to fullback and then having Joseph Swali coming into the centres. But at full strength, you know, this is nearly as full strength as the Roosters will be for the rest of the season. It's still an intimidating forward pack. It's one of the few forward packs that can really muscle up against the Panthers. You know, having Hargreaves, Takiaho back this week, and then the back row of Crichton, Tupanua, and Isaac Liu. Obviously, the first game since Boyd Cordner's retirement, I think it will be an extra special thing for the two back rowers here, Crichton and Tupanua. I do expect them to have huge games. Obviously, both probably thinking there was a chance that a potential return of Boyd Cordner would push them back into the uh, interchange bench or the reserves. Um, but obviously, it's their spots now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how much Lock and Lamp and Sam Walker do feed them. Because I do think it is one of the weaknesses that a team's do kind of shift the ball a little bit to a Panthers edge and can find some success uh, in the middle of the second rowers in the centers there. So an interesting one here. I think Sam Walker's going to be huge. We have seen Sam Walker struggle against the better teams this season, obviously has put some massive scores on and some great performances against some of the lower teams in the comp. We're still waiting for our first really big Sam Walker against one of the Titans of the competition in a kind of big stand-up game. So I do expect Sam Walker, obviously he has carrying that, he's carrying the injury he has been all season. But, you know, the, the greatness of a young Nathan Cleary when he was coming through the grade, you know, he was able to really put his uh, foot and stamp the authority straight away on some of these big games. So Sam Walker, even Lachlan Lamb for that matter, a young guy who's coming into, into the league, trying to make his uh, stamp of approval, obviously got Luke Keary coming back next year. So they're both fighting for a position. You know, probably think it would be Sam Walker, but Lachlan Lamb, you know, can slot in at nine on the bench. He doesn't want to miss out on his uh, first grade career moving forward. So big games for both of those against stuff, stiff competitions. But how do I see this one going? I do see the Panthers winning. Again, I do see it being pretty close. Scoreline, 20 to 16. I think a couple of penalties. I think, you know, the Panthers are so good at kind of controlling the controlling the play, you know, getting it down to their speed. They want to attack and go high tempo. They can do that. They want to kind of drag it down and get it into a bit of a battle between the 30s. They can do that as well. So... I think Cleary and Luai back. Obviously, they came off that huge win in Origin. They're going to have sky-high confidence. So I do expect this to be a pretty pretty entertaining game. Uh, you know, scoreline, not many trials will be had, but I think it will be pretty entertaining in terms of how the two teams attack. 
Top super coach scorer, can't go past Nathan Cleary here. I think just the, the form that he's in, he's going to really carry that in here. You know, not going to be surprised at all if they're attacking in the 20. He'll have a couple of darts at them and try, you know, off the left foot and try and really break through the line. So I do see Cleary going top. A flop of who, you know, will do a lot, but may come up short. I think a lot of people are buying the Joey Manu stock. Obviously had a big game last week. This week probably will be matched up against Matt Burden. And I think Burden is a very solid defender. So uh, should be able to wrangle them up pretty pretty quiet there. So, again, game of the round. Can't wait for this one. It's definitely going to be a preview of the finals. You know, you can definitely see this happening in a prelim final. So, good for, for the two teams here. You know, post-Origin, got their players back. Pretty much full selection for each team. So, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Next game of the round, the fourth one. It's from McDonald Jones Stadium, the first game on Saturday. The Newcastle Knights hosting the New Zealand Warriors. For the Knights, the Cavalry is back. Caelan Ponga, he is in some doubt, but he has been named. He'll, they'll make a final call on him on Friday. Mitch Pierce is back from a pictorial injury. Hummel Hunt, back from a hamstring injury. They have been named. In bad news, Bradman Best is out. Uh, he's having syndesmosis ankle surgery. He'll miss six to eight weeks. David Clement is back on the interchange reserves after serving a two-match suspension. And for the Warriors, Reese Walsh returns from suspension. So he reclaims the fullback spot. Roger Tulvasa-Shek moves to the wing. Chanel Harris-DeVito is also out for the season with a pectoral injury, so Sean O'Sullivan gets another chance at halfback. Wade Egan had a pretty bad head knock, so he is out for this game. Jester Vunga moves into the hooker role. And Adam Fanua-Blake, who was on the bench last week, will make his return to the forward pack. This is a very, very interesting game. Two teams that really need to win. They're right around that top eight. And it's only got a long way. They had a very good game earlier in the season where Bradman Best just pipped him in the end. But this one I go see going the opposite. I really want to tip Newcastle, especially if Caelan Ponga is back. If there is no Ponga, I will tip the Warriors. I think Reese Walsh and Callum Ponga both have similar injections of spark into their team's attack. It just looks like totally different teams when those are both in the lineup. When you look at the forward pack again, guys that are coming back, you know, Fanua Blake coming back is huge. David Klimmer back from suspension is also big. So both forward packs are really going to, they're two of the bigger forward packs in the comp. When you kind of look at the Newcastle one here, the two Saifides, Barnett, Klemmer, Suwao Sosu. Then you look at the other side with AFB, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Tohu, Lisa Nahmao, Bantiafoa, just big bodies, two crafty hookers in Jaden Braley and Jester Vunga. So I do see the forwards kind of cancelling each other out. This will be one in the backs, I think, especially the back three for each team. Dom Young and Heimel Hunt versus Marcelo Montoya and Roger Tulasashek. I think whichever team can get the better rollout of their own end, you know, all these teams, all, all four of the halves here have very nice kicking games. Clifford, Pierce, Nickarima, and O'Sullivan have good kicking games. So I do expect you know, kicks into the corner, kicks finding grass. It's going to be about which of those outside backs can really, you know, start the sets off well, a nice kick return, which of the centers and wingers can come in and get those early runs. I think whatever our team does that, it will go a big way to deciding the winner here because, again, they're two very even teams. They're both struggling to crack that top eight. So there's a lot to play for here. You know, these are the games. We're up to round 15 now. You've got to win these. You can't lose too many more of these ones. So very interesting to see here. A scoreline prediction. Again, this is if uh, Caelan Ponga is playing. I do have the Newcastle Knights winning 26 to 14. Just think he'll be one of those ones. The injection of having your best player back uh, would be pretty handy uh, for Newcastle. If he does not play, then I can see that scoreline flipping in terms of the Warriors. I think it's going to be a real interesting uh, battle here. But in terms of our top uh, super coach scorer, the main Caelan Ponga, if he's playing, he'll be everywhere. He'll be goal kicking. He'll be dictating terms, you know. Having Jake Clifford and Mitch Pierce, two uh, attacking dummy uh, playmakers on either side of the park, 
if Bose Wolf or Kalen Ponga gives him a little bit more space and all he needs is that one extra second with the ball in hand and he'll be able to make something happen there. For a flop looking around here, look, I think Sean O'Sullivan, when he was playing in the games earlier this season, took more of a dominant role with the playmaking. So I could see Cody Nikarima going sub 40 here uh, just because, again, if so Sean O'Sullivan and Reese Walsh are kind of dictating terms and getting their hands on the ball, then it could be a pretty tough day for Cody in terms of trying to manufacture his own, own offense. Next game of the round, it's from Wynn Stadium, 5.30. On Saturday, it's the St. George Illawarra Dragons hosting the Canberra Raiders. For the Dragons, Zach Lomax is listed amongst the reserves. They have changed, they have named an unchanged 17 to the team that lost by 20 points to the Bulldogs. If he does get uh, picked, there probably would look like uh, Braden on Willie Army will be the one who makes way there. For the Raiders, uh, no change. Uh, Ryan James has been um, listed amongst the reserves. He just served a one-match suspension, but they are also named after beating the Broncos there. Another interesting game, two teams that, you know, the Dragons are going in the opposite direction to where they want to be going. They've lost seven of nine. The Raiders, they got their win, obviously, last week against the Broncos in a pretty must-win for them. So, you know, having that must-win, now they can move into a bit of form. Like I said, I really like the team that they put on the park last week. Having the, the backs of Simonson, Valame, Chris, Tomoko, and Rapana, I really, really like it. Sam Williams is looking more and more comfortable every week in the seven. Obviously, he knows that's his for the rest of the season. So he's always been one of those underrated footy players. He's been around for so long, only played 98 games of first grade. So he's a season professional. He knows what it takes to get the job done. And that forward pack, I think Ricky's now really started to work out what his best uh, pack is. Having Papali'i and Louis starting the game, trying to get the early roll on. And then having Gula, Soliola, Tarpani coming off the back of it. Really like that's how they're doing it. Tom Starling is playing a little bit now. I think Josh Hodgson is now, again, being the dominant dummy half. And that's exactly what the Raiders need. Some consistency, having the same team. If they can get a win here against the Dragons, they'll be right outside the top eight. They've got a couple of wins heading into the back end of the season. It's looking very good for them. For the Dragons, obviously, they're hoping that they get Zach Lomax back. He's a huge X factor. You know, when he's got the ball in hand, coming down for the attempted kick bombs, he's just very crafty and skillful in, in the field. But this is all about Ben Hunt and Corey Norman, two guys who I have had some pretty good raps on this season, have played some good footy. Both of them had a game to forget last week. Ben Hunt, probably his worst game in about two, three years. Corey Norman just went missing. You know, not a bad game from Corey. Just, again, when Ben Hunt wasn't performing, he needed to be there. Matt Duffy wasn't getting the space he normally gets from the halves creating the possession. The four pack got rolled. You know, I thought Hetherington, Napa, Thompson really put a big stranglehold on that game. So I expect Blake Laurie, Paul Vaughan, Tarek Sims, you know, Josh Kerr, Daniel Alvaro all really need a fire here because there's some guys here that have some spots in doubt. You know, Paul Vaughan's been a great first grader, but really he's, you know, getting getting put on the back foot more often than not in some of these tackles. Jackson Ford, again, Jack DeBellin on the on the bench, he won't be too far from retaining his uh starting spot there. And then you'll probably see a lot less minutes for Jackson Ford there. So it's going to be very interesting. I think I do have the Raiders winning this one. Uh, I have a pretty comfortable, actually. I have Raiders 30 defeating the Dragons 18. And that's just because, again, I think this consistency now of the Raiders now knowing who they are and being able to kind of build on it. Like I said, a guy like Jared Croker and Curtis Scott, whenever they come back from their injury and suspension, um, respectively, I don't see them coming back into this side. You know, Chris and Tomoko are their center pairing of the future. You know, you've got a chance who's not there this year. So you have a guy like Bailey who will move back to the wing eventually, but right now he's getting those reps. He's always said he's a fullback, you know, played his lower grade there. So having that experience and being able to, you know, capitalise, get some early reps. 
In terms of who I think will be the top super coach scorer this week, I'm going to go Josh Hodgson. I think he's going to really dictate terms around the middle of the park. Again, I think the the Raiders four pack will really want to make it two in a row here. And the way that the, the Dragons got dominated by the Bulldogs last week, it does leave a lot to concern here. I think Josh Papali'i and Dynamis Louis especially can really get on the front foot. And a guy like Corey Harrow Naira can really come on the back of it as well. So Josh Hodgson, sniffing around that ruck, might even get a trial too, but definitely a couple of assists in my opinion. Uh, with a couple of crash plays and, you know, opening up with a couple of line breaks. In terms of a flop, who's going to, you know, do a lot but not going to really matter? Look, going to go Corey Norman here. Um, I think Ben Hunt's going to try and do a lot to really make up for what he did last week. But I think, you know, Corey Norman, just one of those players that it's not a bad thing. A lot of times players will like to delegate to the primary playmaker. But I think this is, especially last week, was a game where Corey Norman really needed to take uh, the game with a scruff of the neck and take over, but it just didn't happen. So going to be interesting to see what happens there, but I do think the Raiders get in there pretty comfortably at Wynn Stadium. The last Saturday game from Sunshine Coast Stadium is the Melbourne Storm hosting the West Tigers. For the Storm, Christian Welch is expected to play after being out with a head knock at, in origin. He'll need to pass a final concussion test. Nelson Asafa Solomono replaces Jesse Bromwich in the front row, who's out with an elbow injury. That moves uh, Tui Kamakamika back to the interchange bench. George Jennings does return on the wing. He missed a week uh, through injury last week. For the Tigers, Moses and Bob will need to get through a tra- uh, last-minute training session to make the trip up to Queensland. Ken Mamalo will play, make his first um, appearance for the Tigers this week after linking up from the Warriors. And an incredible stat here, Ken Mamalo, is, this will be the third time that he's versed the Melbourne Storm this week, uh, this season. Two, he's reversed them two weeks in a row and he's scored a hat-trick in both games so far. So if you are putting a couple of multis down, a Ken Lamarlo try, it doesn't sound too bad there. What that does do, it causes a bit of a reshuffle. Adam Dewey's out with a head knock after capping the high tackle from Marcus Sevo last week. So moves James Roberts into the centres. This is probably going to be the dropping of the week. Uh, you know, Tigers have been playing some good footy, but then also some inconsistency. You saw Parramatta really exploit them last week. This is a game where I really think Melbourne want to put a bit of a score on. They've had a bit of a disrupted uh, origin period, plus some injuries coming in and out. Still no Ryan Pappenhausen. Very smart by Melbourne to give him that rest. He won't play this week. Everyone has the week off next week. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he doesn't even make the round 16 because they have to buy the week after. But then from round 18, you just see a very fresh Ryan Pappenhausen. So the score on here, look, it's up the Sunshine Coast. Melbourne's been dominant there for a couple of seasons. I think this can be as high as 44 to 10. I think this can really be a Melbourne uh, whitewash here. Top scorer. Look, I'm actually going to go Karen Munster. I think he's been really quiet. He's had those couple of kicking incidents. Uh, I think he's going to really fire here. And, you know, a team like the Tigers just offers up a lot of points to edge half. So I think Munster will have a big shot here. The other one, obviously, Nico Hines sweeping out the back. He's another one who will probably have a monster game. In terms of a flop, look, pretty easy to go from someone from the Tigers here looking through the team and some players who have been doing some good things. I think Luciano might be the guy here. Again, try and do too much, maybe Calaveras. He's probably going to go under 35. Um, yeah, no fault of his own, but, you know, when the team's probably going to be steamrolled and leaking points left, right and centre, uh, and you try and force a couple of offloads and get a couple of errors, it's going to bring your score down. So I think Luciano to have a tough game there uh, compared to what he has been doing. But again, the Storm are just rolling. You know, they've got first place on the ladder now. They're going to be absolutely wanting to put some scores on here to really show everyone that they are the team to beat. 
And, you know, they're doing it pretty pretty comfortably. You know, they had that Titans game that came down to the wire, but they came back last week and absolutely put it on the Warriors. So storm all the way here, Tigers to struggle. Second last game of the round is the first game on Sunday from Bankwest Stadium. It's the Parramatta Eels hosting the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. For the Eels, Blake Ferguson and Bryce Cartwright are both amongst the reserves, but they will play likely play New South Wales Cup this week. Young winger Sean Russell makes his debut in place of Mike Asia, who is suspended. The only other change is Keegan Kipgrave uh, coming in for Bryce Cartwright on the interchange bench after serving a suspension. For the Bulldogs, Dallin Martins Lesniak could be a late inclusion. Uh, he's listed amongst the reserves, but Nick Meany retains the fullback role. Cole Flanagan has had a good couple of weeks in um, New South Wales Cup for Mounties, but again, he is listed amongst the reserves, so it doesn't look like he's going to be playing here. Again, another game that should be pretty comfortable here for Parramatta. You know, it's always a close game, or it's always got a lot of feeling um, between these two, but obviously the class, the goal for class between the two sides. Yes, you look at the, the back three at the moment, besides Clint, you've got Sean Russell and Hayes Dunster, two youngsters. But I think the way that Parramatta's been playing here, Joey Lussick had a great game last week. Nathaniel Roach does get a run in the 17 jersey at the moment, so I'll be interested to see if he gets named there because he's a player who had tremendous reps on him at the Warriors, just needs to stay on the park. A scoreline in this one, look, again, could be pretty big. I'm going to go 38 to 6 here to the Parramatta Eels. Going to be the Mitch Moses show, top point scorer for Mitch Moses. Again, last week really started to assert himself with his running game. Him and Dylan Brown both took a lot of runs. Mitch was able to kind of, again, it's you've got to target whether teams are weak. They go, he slides to the edge, kind of picks that gap between the second row and the center, darts through. I think there's going to be a lot more of that this week. And, you know, a guy like Gutherson, uh, Dylan Brown, even Joey Lussick coming through the middle to support. The Bulldogs will have a chance here. Parramatta has shown in instances this year they are susceptible to a forward pack really trying to get on the roll here. The Bulldogs obviously did that last week. Like I said, Hetherington, Thompson, Jackson, Elliott, Napa all had a very good game last week. Jerry Marshall King out of hooker made a tremendous, tremendous upgrade. You know, Brad Dietz and Sione Katoa have played well this year, but they're not Jerry Marshall King. He is a future international, the way he runs the ball. You know, it's just... He's very smart at when to pick his runs. He doesn't – no wasted emotions with Marshall King. So in this one, I do got the Eels winning. I do have a pretty comfortable, but I wouldn't – it was not going to shock me at all if, you know, with 10 minutes left, this is a 20 to 18 game parameter hanging on and the Bulldogs come, coming back after a couple of couple of late tries. So Eels in this one, um, but again, don't surprise you, it's going to be close, but we'll, we'll go a bit of a bashing here. If we're going to pick a flop in this one quickly, look, again, pretty easy to pick someone from the Bulldogs side. Probably going to go here, Brandon Wakeham. You know, had a good game last week, Jake Averilla, both of them. I think both halves won't go over 40 here. I think that will be the, um, the prediction there. Last game of the round, it's the Seabar Super Stadium showdown between the Titans and the Manly Seagulls. For the Titans, AJ Brimson should be fit, but he's listed amongst the reserves. So that leaves Jaden Campbell at fullback. Dave Fafita and Tino Fasulmala-Awi are on track uh, to back up again after backing up last week for Origin. And for the Manly Seagulls, Tom Turbo is back after being rested, so that moves Ruben Garrick to the wing, Brad Parker to the centres, and Moses Sully back to the reserves. Sean Kepi returns from suspension, so Kurt Deleuze uh, moves back to the reserves. And Daly Cherry Evans plays his 250th NRL game in this one. They versed earlier this season, a game that, you know, Tom Turbo came back and absolutely the world on fire. Let's not see it going any other way here. I think Turbo on a Friday night at the Gold Coast should be a dry track. 
this has turbo ridden all over. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty comfortable, you know, somewhere in the, in the range of a 36 to 10 turbo for the top, for the top point scorer. And, you know, Jamal Fogarty will have a huge come down in my opinion. Had a, had a big game last week. He'll be my flop of this one. Ash Taylor's starting to really try to assert himself. I know it's a little bad thing for the Titans. You know, Jamal had to do it. They fell down very early to the Roosters last week and they had that spirit to come back. But in the in the games where it's at the crucial moments, Ash Taylor, Dave Afita really try and just take over and do one-man shows. And I'm not really, you know, I'm not sure that's the best way this team needs to attack. I think it's the through the fullback, whoever the fullback is, Jamal Fogarty getting over the ball to the outside centers. That's where this team really does their damage. So it's gonna be very interesting. This I've said it every week, this Manly forward pack has just been so underrated. The way that they can just plug gaps in there right now, like Ola Kowatu and Kyle Lawton as the back row should not be working as good as it is. Taniel Paseka up front, you know. Lachlan Kroger at the nine has been a revelation this year. And if they don't get Maasi Fainu back next year, they may not need to go uh, to the marker for a hooker because Lachlan Kroger has been playing some fantastic footy there. But to me, Daly Cherry Evans and Tom Turbo. Cherry Evans celebrating his 250th. Turbo obviously had the week off. He's back. He's going to have one more game before he goes on for rep duty. This should be a pretty big game here for Turbo. So mainly to do it pretty comfortably and really firm up their spot and try and get a top four because I think that's where they're aiming for now. I think it's down to Parramatta, the Rabbits, and Manly to get that last top four spot. So I think Manly is not going to – they're going to want to put the foot on the throat here, you know. They lost their game against Newcastle, and since then they've come out and they've been firing. So expect a bit more of the same here in this game. And that will do it for the recap, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Should be a great game should, – should be a great round of footy. Again, the Panthers, the Roosters is the main game for me. The Eels, the Bulldogs will be a good one. And then the cap it off. Hopefully we see a Tom Turbo show against the Titans there. So we'll be back later in the week, guys, with a couple of extra podcasts. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.